I said. How like my dad I sounded, so sensible, knowing everything. Duster is just more frightenable than the rest. Come, look. And I thrust a good big heart into his hands, sharp with barnacles, to wake him up. The ones that still float are the best, the most tender, though the ones that have landed, leaning in the wet, with sea spit bubbled around them, are fine, and even those that have sat only a little up there along the drying foam are still good. The other boys were dancing along the rack up there, gathering too much, especially Kit Cordron. He was only little and he had no sense. Why didn't Radich stop him? We would have to tip most of that sack out, or half the town would stink up with the waste. They'll not need to go as far as us, said Grinny at my elbow. I dropped a nice heavy wet heart in my sack. We could get them back down here to walk along with us, maybe. No sooner had I said it than Grinny was off up the beach fetching them. He must have been scareder than he looked. I busied myself catching floating hearts without sogging my pants hems. Some folk ate the best hearts raw, particularly mams. They drank up the liquor inside, and if there was more than one ma'am, they would exclaim how delicious it was, and if not, they would go quiet and stare away from everyone. If it was only dads there, they would say to each other, I cannot see the attraction myself, and smack their lips and toss the heart skin in the pot for boiling with the rest. If you boiled the heart up whole, that clear liquor went to an orange curd, we were all brought up on that, spooned and spooned into us, and some lads never lost the taste. I quite liked it myself, but only when I was ailing. It was bab food, and a growing lad needed bread and meat, mostly. Anyway, the rack hunters came down and made a big crowd with us. Harper picked up a wet heart and weighed and turned it, and emptied his sack of dry ones to start again. Kit Cordron watched him, in great doubt now. Why don't you take a few of these, Kit, I said, instead of those jawbreakers. Your mom will think you a champion. He stared at a heart glistening by his foot, and then came alive and upended his sack. Oh, he had some rubbish in there. They bounced down the shore, dry as pom-poms. His brother Oswald was dancing in and out of the water edge, not caring what Kit gathered. I picked up a few good hearts, if small. See how the shells are closed on it, and the thready weed still has some juice in it, see? Those are the signs, if you want to make mams happy. Do they want small or big? Kit said, taking one. Depends on her taste. Does she want small and quicker to cook, or fat and full of juice. My ma'am likes both, so I take a variety. And now we were quite close to the witch, in the back of the bunch, which was closer, quieter, and not half so lively as before, oh no. And she was fixed on us, the face of our night horrors, white and creased and greedy. Move along past, I muttered. Plenty on further. Oh, plenty, 
said Miss Kayla, making me jump and stiffen. But no one wants to pause by old Miska and be knitted up, eh? No one wants to become piglets in a blanket. Her eyes bulged in their cavities like glistening rock pool creatures. I'd have wet myself if I'd had anything in me to wet with. We're only collecting sea hearts, Miss Kayla, said Grinny politely, and I was grateful to him for dragging her sights off me. Only, she said, and her voice would tear tin plate. Only collecting. That's right, for our mam's dinners. She snorted, and matter flew out one of her nostrils and into the blanket. She knitted on savagely. The bones rustling in the weed sent my boy sacks up inside me like startled mice to their holes.